another day, another dollar here in post-pandemic America. And uh, we have a lot of people coming over from uh, Rumble and our X account or Twitter, the, the social media platform formerly known as Twitter. Uh, we have all these people coming over who don't really have a good backgrounder on some of the things that we talk about all the time. <clears throat> and so let's do that now. Let's put it out both as today's podcast, which anybody can listen to for free, as well as we'll do it as a series, maybe on TikTok. Uh, we'll do a little series. So those WikiLeaks emails that defined our brand early on, because we were one of the media companies that covered it, when many others played cover-up, we actually covered it. And uh, what came out was that they were using this food code language to talk about children that were being trafficked. So it was a human trafficking instance, among other areas of corruption. But that human trafficking instance was so credible that WikiLeaks itself tweeted about it, tweeted about the spirit cooking and all the occult overtones, all these weird occult overtones to these emails. And so that's what that scandal is about. Now let's move on to the next scandal. We were one of the uh, earliest independent media companies to really call out the QAnon phenomenon, to call that out and to say, hey, this thing is a scam. It's not really an insider in the Trump administration, nor is it an insider anywhere. And of course, now we're, uh, we're six years later. This is incredible, right? Nearly six years after that nonsense first surfaced. And, uh, <clears throat> and people still believe in it. And yet trust the plan, this concept that white hats or good people within the government were working to reform things and to out corruption and to put away bad, bad actors and stuff. Uh, this notion of trust the plan became, you know, plan the trust, plan the trust because some of these promoters of it made so much money bilking their mostly older gullible uh, pro-Trump audiences and to decoders, they, they would sell ebooks that were decoders explaining what the Q post meant, giving these, these older folks just hopium, hopium to uh, hang on to. As, as meanwhile, visibly, Trump was not going after these people. In some cases, he was even congratulating these people and allowing them to continue operating in D.C., in the case of the Podesta brothers, and in the case of many other globalists, he just let them continue to become wealthier and more influential. And he turned a blind eye to this stuff. Of course, Jeffrey Epstein, the most valuable human trafficking witness in U.S. custody in the last century. And they let him die uh, while, while in one of the most supposedly secure facilities in the country. Um, so that was that scandal. <laughs> Epstein didn't kill himself. And then this isn't quite a scandal, but a lot of people have been bamboozled, uh, completely bamboozled into believing that crypto is bad. If you're on the same side as Elizabeth Warren, you've done your math wrong. You got to go back and reevaluate your work because uh, they've really convinced a lot of the people who would be benefited most by crypto that it's somehow a scam. When what's what's the scam is the last hundred years of central banks. It's a really weird perversion of what money always was before that. And crypto is something new, just like email is something new. And so we can't really judge it based on prior things alone. 
we have to also judge it based on what it is, right? Because I can only make analogies about what email is for so many hours before it's easier for a person who's never had email before, someone in some uncontacted un un uh, tribe or something in South America. It's easier for them to just send an email than for me to keep explaining, well, it's like sending a letter to somebody, but it's much faster and it's done digitally, right? So uh, crypto is actually a very simple concept, which is that somebody invented how to do a distributed spreadsheet, much like an Excel spreadsheet or a database or like an Oracle database. Someone figured out how to do that, but all over the world at once, instead of it residing on one server, it can be on thousands of servers at once. And every 10 minutes or so in the case of Bitcoin, and every 2.5 minutes or so in the case of Litecoin, uh, its first competitor. Uh, so every so often these networks consolidate their data, right? This is when the block is solved, is every block is actually the same, right? Once it's solved, every, every block's data all around the world is the same. So think of it, the database where when you update an entry in the database, instead of it just updating on your hard, on your hard drive, it updates on millions of connected hard drives on the network, which gives your data a kind of permanence. If Alice gives Bob one Bitcoin, that, that transaction is in 10 minutes or so all over the world. And then after a short amount of time, can't be undone literally cannot be undone unless you want to override the whole Bitcoin network, which would be having 51% or more of the mining power, which would cost at this point hundreds of millions of dollars, if not billions of dollars, to marshal that many graphics cards, that many you know, internet connections and stuff at once. Um, so the, the Bitcoin thing was just this genius deus ex machina development in world history. And so again, we have to judge it as its own thing. It's a computer science breakthrough. And the terms of Bitcoin are very simple. There are only 21 million coins that will ever exist. Uh, we're about 92% of the way there. 92% uh, of those 21 million already exist. And uh, you can send, receive, or store your Bitcoin. So in many ways, it's like a digital version of a gold coin except we know the, the total limit, whereas gold, they can always mine more. If the price of gold were to skyrocket, a whole bunch of currently unprofitable mines around the world would be uh, reopened, right? So uh, with Bitcoin, again, it's capped at 21 million coins. And with Litecoin, it's capped at eventual 84 million coins. And it's a very similar concept, uh, aside from the difference in supply and the uh, faster block time. All right, so right now, <clears throat> right now one Bitcoin is worth $26,603 and change. And uh, try to get the exact supply. Let's see if I can bring that up here. Exact supply data. All right, bringing it up. Give me a second here, folks.
And this is a terribly designed website. All right, here we go. There are 19,493,837 Bitcoin out there right now. So 19.49 million. And the maximum that will ever exist is 21 million. And the fully diluted market cap of all those Bitcoin that currently exist is worth about $557 billion at the moment. $557.8 billion. So a little over half a trillion dollars. So again, Bitcoin and, and crypto are just its own thing. You can't fully judge it in terms of, is it the dollar? No, it's not the dollar. Is it a bank? No, and in much the same way that it's not that email is not a post office, Bitcoin is not a bank, and yet it serves a very similar set of functions. And people who believe in it say it does it better than a bank because it has you know twenty four seven three sixty five, twenty four seven three sixty five business hours, whereas banks are increasingly they seem to be closed all the time, and even if you send it at three a.m. Your transaction goes out immediately and usually settles in about 10 minutes, which is a, an incredible concept compared to the length of time of sending somebody a check or even waiting for a, a wire transfer or something. It really is a breakthrough. And so you hear all these people who, who try to convince you that it's something it's not, that it's a scam and stuff. No, just as you can scam somebody using email, like those Nigerian prince scams, oh, I just need you to help me out and I will richly reward you down the road. You do something for me now, and I'll do something for you later. That's the the premise of these email scams, right? That doesn't make the email protocol a scam, and it doesn't make every person who uses email a scammer. In much the same way, crypto is just this new technology tool belt, this new technology uh, you know instrument, and it's just a hammer. So a hammer is not a murder weapon, but if you kill somebody with a hammer, then it can become one, right? In much the same way, crypto is not the scam. But scammers are drawn to it because that's where the money is. Um, so those are really the main concepts I wanted to cover. And then, of course, the alien thing. We were just covering that because it was all over uh, D.C. area news this summer. All over the news, this congressional testimony by David Crush and some other whistleblowers about how supposedly the government is covering up knowledge of UFOs and alien species and stuff. That's not my background. That's not my specialty, nor has it been our focus. But to to ignore that when that's been the most fascinating thing to come out of D.C. this summer uh, would be uh, bad reporting. So uh, anyway, we're now in the fall. I guess it's the first official day of fall, and we survived this pretty intense tropical storm that just ripped right through. Uh, storm Ophelia, I think it's called, Tropical Storm Ophelia. The winds were just short of officially, just short of officially being a hurricane, uh, but still great to see that it didn't cause much damage here, if at all, and yours truly survived. That's the main thing. Uh, but that's it. Thank you guys so much for all the support and all the new interests in our work. Again, some of these things are, are topics that we've been covering for years, and so if you go on the website, you could read our previous year's coverage. And uh, that's it. Thank you guys so much. You're listening to Fulcrum News, real news from America and around the world. Fulcrumnews.com slash subscribe to get our premium membership and updates via email.